Solar PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. What is the real cost of energy? Because when it comes to cost, perhaps it's more appropriate to think of not what we can afford, but what the planet can afford. That's right. We're going deep on this episode of the podcast. This is the Solar PV Cast. My name is Chris and joined by Senior Project Engineer from Shift Energy Group, Steve Unger. Steve, thanks for joining the episode today. Great to be back, Chris. So what is the real cost of energy? You actually reached out to me and, and we thought, okay, let's dive into this one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this one off to you to get started. Yeah. Um, thanks, Chris. And um, I'm just going to you know, start off by, and I know they say, you know, never apologize at the beginning of your talk, <laughs> but I'm going to do that and say this is either going to be the best episode or the worst episode, depending on how things go, because... <laughs> You know, we may get a little bit deep, a little bit philosophical, and I don't know where it's going to go. I love it. Let's dive in. Uh, The bottom line is, um, I guess, probably a a couple of weeks ago, I got a call from one of our uh, off-grid clients um, who was telling me that their their battery kept getting drained. Uh, So we took a look at the logs, tried to understand what was going on, um, and they had this uh, basically intermittent load that was going on and off, on and off, on and off constantly that was using up about 600 watts. Now, I, to put that in perspective, that would be like six incandescent light bulbs. Um, what other things? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a huge amount of power, but when you're, you're off-grid in particular, it uses up a lot of energy. The more important thing is it was almost constant, right? So it's ongoing all the time. So it was just draining their batteries. Um, so what was happening, because it's still February, or I guess it's March now, but it was February then, the client was basically then having to run their generator to charge their battery back up because there's not enough sunlight right now. Right, right. Um, and then it would drain down, and they'd turn the generator back on, and it would drain down. They were getting really frustrated with this. So, uh, so they called up and said, what's going on? I said, you have something running in your house all the time. Um, and they looked around, and they finally came back. Well, they said, you know what? Our, our toilet is running a little bit. There's a bit of a... I don't know, glitch in the whatever valve inside of it. And right. The toilet's basically okay. leaking a little bit of water. Yeah. So I said, well, well that, that's it. What's going on is your toilet's running, which means because you're off grid, your pump has to come on okay. to, you know, refill your cistern, blah, blah, blah. So you have this whole knock-on effect right. of that. The bottom line is this little running in your toilet. And who at home hasn't had this happen where, you know, it... You know, it's not a big deal when you're on grid or when you're living in the city. But for them, this running toilet was costing them right. you know, probably something like 20 or $30 a day in gasoline just to keep their generator going on. Right. Um, so, of course, they went and, you know, tweaked it, had it fixed, and problem went away. But it got me thinking about, you know, this is, this is a big deal. You know, at home, we don't really worry about a running toilet. Yeah, I had one last week. I had to replace the fill valve. It wasn't working. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you don't think about it. You don't think about it because it's water so plentiful, energy so plentiful. But when you're in this situation, you know, this this little running toilet thing literally costs them a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, wow. Um, And it got me thinking, well, that must be the same case. The problem is all of our costs when we're living on grid is all externalized. So that water that was running in in our toilets in your toilet yeah um you know the municipality had to get the water 
they had to clean the water, they had to filter it, they have to pay people to take care of that water to manage the whole system. The infrastructure to get it to the house. Exactly. There is cost involved in that. There's That's also water that isn't available in the environment to do something else, to, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that in the summertime isn't there, you know, when we need the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also obviously energy costs associated with that water because we have to pump it into place. We have to, you know, build whatever. The At case. the end of the day, whether you're off grid or in the city, you got to get the water to the house. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of costs involved in those things that we don't necessarily see, you know, on a daily basis. Totally. And, and I guess that's part of like we talked about before where I like the whole off grid thing so much because it forces you to really think about how you live your life. And you have to live with intention and you have to realize that energy is is really precious. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, I was a while ago, you know, t- reading a, an article that talked about, you know, what was the cost of lighting your home? You know, a thousand or t- whatever thousands of years ago, the cost of lighting your home was really expensive, right? To go off and make a candle. Oh, okay. You would yeah. have to go find a source of fat someplace. Right, right. Um, you know, whether that was, you know, from a whale or, you know, some oil source. It yeah. was really expensive. And it, I can't remember the exact numbers. I, I should have looked it up before this podcast. But it was something like it took like a, a month worth of work to light your house. To have, to get that candle made, to put it in your bedroom at night. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I don't even think of that anymore. Yeah. And then over time, it got more efficient, right? When we start off with the first electric light bulbs, you know, Thomas Edison. Yeah. uh, You know, but it was still, light bulbs were like really expensive. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, the equivalent of $1,000 today's dollars to buy a light bulb. Right. So as a result, you know, you have these, you know, pictures from, you know, 200 years ago. Well, maybe not 200 years ago. You know, one small light bulb in a room and then you're trying to write and they must have had terrible eyes because of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it took like a month worth of salary to buy the light bulb and to pay the electricity. Yeah. Well, and there's there's an appreciation that's lost yeah. in us today. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about my parents, for example, they always say to me, you know, you're trying to heat the outside. I remember that growing up, if you leave the door open. Yeah. Because when they were growing up, they appreciated heat because in England it was stone walls. Not that they were castles in the 50s, yeah. but just, you know, that wasn't the thing, right? And now... Man, my kids leave the door open all the time. I'm like, come on! It's you. You lose that appreciation. Totally, yeah. And I, I remember, you know, when we built our house, we had to do the energy analysis for the house, and you know, to figure out all the insulation. And and I, you know, it was like down to the painstaking things of figuring, you know, what's the thermal bridging of the, you know, the plates and all this stuff. And so we did all these analysis, and uh, you know, I sized the wood stove based on you know all this stuff. And then you're right, we moved into the house. It's like, it doesn't matter about all this stuff and, you know, about the triple pane windows. My kids walk out of the house in the middle of January and just leave the door wide yeah. open. And we just <laughs> lost more energy out of that, you yeah. know, five minutes than, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does result in, you know, I now have to go chop more firewood to, well, now the kids go and chop the yeah, more firewood. Yeah, nice, but anyways, nice. so, so that, again, the cost comes back to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just to finish off the light bulb story, Something like now, the actual cost of lighting your house is like negligible, right? It's cents. Yeah. The result is people don't think about it anymore. Yeah. You know, and I'm the same as you. My grandfather, he would always say, turn that light off. If you're not in that room, if you're not using it, turn that light off. That's costing me. Yeah. Costing me real money. Totally. 
I mean, this could go so deep, right? Again, this, this whole North American society where we take so much for granted yeah. and you don't realize it until it's gone. My, I read this book to my daughters a couple of weeks ago, actually. It's called A Squash and a Squeeze. Mm. And it's a children's book. And it's about this lady who's complaining she lives in a very small little house. Right. So this wizard comes along and says, well bring the cow into your house. She's like, why would I bring the cow? Just bring the cow into your house. Brings the cow in next week. This house is too small. It's too small. Right. I got me and the cow. Bring the chicken into the house. Right. Brings the chicken. As you can tell, it keeps going. And at the end of the book, this house is too big. What do I do? Take everyone out. All of a sudden, she realizes she's got a massive house. It's, it's the same thing yeah. with power. It's the same thing with everything. The future is now. The Solar PV Cast by Shift. You know, the other thing I'm you know, realizing is that, you know, Money seems to be the way our world runs, right? That's how we basically, I guess, enumerate everything. The fact of the matter is money is a virtual creation of humans. Yeah. Right? It doesn't actually yeah. exist in nature. Yeah. Um, money has become a proxy, though, for energy and time in our society, right? There's that expression, you know, uh, time is money. Yeah. So when I look at, you know, these people, you know, having to spend $20 a day just to keep their toilet full... That $20 had to come from some someplace. Right. So there was energy that created that $20. There's also time that created that $20. So the example I use with my kids is, you know, you leave this door open. That just costs whatever amount of money. <clears throat> that money has to come from someplace. That means I have to go spend more hours working, right? So you say you don't, I don't spend enough time with you. I'm not saying they do. Well, sometimes they do, but that's all. <laughs> <clears throat> the fact of the matter is when you waste that kind of things, that's hours of your life that you won't get back, yeah. that you've just donated or given to do something with. Um, and that, I think, in, in a lot of ways, is the most valuable things that we have is our time, right? Because we have a X number of minutes. We don't know when we're born, but we have only a certain number of time, minutes in our life that we can do things with. And we have yeah. to be very intentional about that. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's it's so connected. Everything's intertwined. And the current generation, I mean, not even generation, so many people don't understand that unless you lived 100 years ago and, and you took all that for granted. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, money came about because people's time. It's kind of like time became, time was before money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, time has already existed. Energy has already existed. Yeah. Or always existed. You know, there's um, uh, you know, there's a lot of really good books by Jared Diamond talks about you know, <clears throat> you know the the whole energy transition. I think it's a uh, guns, steel, and I can't remember the exact name. Really good book, but he basically says that slavery didn't end because we got all moral, which there was an aspect of that slavery ended because they found a cheaper energy source. Hmm. Right. Slaves originally were the cheapest energy source right. around. Right. And Jeez. then all of a sudden we found coal. Right. Coal became a cheaper energy source. We stopped using coal because we found oh, fossil fuel. Well, I guess coal right. is a fossil fuel, but we found oil. Right. <clears throat> oil was gas. And gas, etc. Right. Um, the good news is now, and I, I, I did figure out a way to bring this back. <laughs> <laughs> Solar is now the cheapest energy source on the planet. Right. On an on a industrial scale, you know, we can generate solar for about four cents a kilowatt hour, which is significantly less than nuclear oil, etc. So that's the positive 
positive right. story out of this. But again, as humans, we need to be intentional with this. The, you know, the downside of, you know, renewable energy is most of the, all of the renewable energy that's been developed or been implemented in the world now, um, almost none of it has actually offset any fossil fuels. It's all basically allowed us to keep using more and more energy. Right. So and we've talked about that before. <clears throat> we're, we're not slowing down our energy use. We're just finding other ways to create it. Right. Right. And that will increase over time. But, I mean, I firmly believe in this is the philosophical part, that we as humans do need to use less energy. We need to be a lot more intentional about the use of energy. And that ultimately will is, is the other half of the equation. We need to find less environmentally impactful energy sources, which solar, wind, you know, maybe small-scale hydro is. Um, we also have to stop using so much. Yeah. We've talked about this before, too. I, I met one, a couple that got a solar array on their house, and they got something like 80% offset. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is great. It's not 100, but hey, 80%. Well, it took them about a month to look at each other and say, hey, let's use less energy. And then we got 100% offset. Yeah. Rather than trying to get more panels to cover your whatever you need, how about we just save ourselves a few bucks, yeah. get less panels and use less energy? Yeah. And of course, we do that in our day-to-day living, right? If, if you're going out and you're budgeting and you say, well, you know, I'm actually, you know, in a deficit. Well, you have two choices. You either go out and get another job or you earn more money or you ask your boss for a raise or you go back and you look at your expenses and mm-hmm. say, well, I'm going to cut out, you know, you know, I'm going to go down to one coffee a day instead yeah. of two. Yeah. So what changed? Is it is it the media? Is it society? Why do we not think of using less? Oh. Why do we just find a way to use more and and pay for more? Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I mean talking about going down a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, I know. Like... But honestly, like everything, we're surrounded by information and that information is constantly telling us to spend more, to get the new car, to keep up with the Joneses down the street. It's almost like our default now is, you know, there was something that happened around my house a couple of nights ago. The police were in the neighborhood. And so my wife says, we need to get better locks. We need to get security cameras. We need to get this. We need to get this. So all of a sudden you're like, yes, we need to get you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's so that our default is now yeah. use more, get more. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is a lot of media because, uh, you know, some of the other stats I said that the actually amount of crime in around the world is, is actually less than it was, you know, even 20 years ago. And again, if there's anyone out there who can contradict my stats, this is all anecdotal. I don't claim to be an expert on that. Um but, you know, the world, I think in some ways, at least in, in our part of the world, is, is safer than it was. But maybe we're just exposed to more of that now and we see more of it going on and we just assume because we're hearing more about it that, you know, it's a more dangerous place. Yeah. Um, it's information overload. I don't. Again, it comes back to 100 years ago, you know, 200, 1,000 years ago, we as humans weren't designed to absorb the amount of information we currently absorb. Yeah. Social media, everywhere you go, you're absorbing, you're reading, you're learning, you're, which is great, yeah. but there's a downside to that, uh, uh, that information as well. Totally. 
Totally. Yeah. And I mean, the human brain, from what I understand, um, was designed or had grown to basically be able to live in a community of about 150 people um, because your brain could connect, you know, make keep those connections between 150 people. So you would know who's related to who, right. who knows who, who's married to who, who's, you know, whatever going on with it, who, right? Yeah. Once you get beyond that number, um, you know, typically that's where, you know, in, in older societies, like, that tribe would split, you know, once you got much beyond the 150. Um, nowadays, we live in cities of, you know, Alan came from Mexico City, 20 million people living in one city. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's huge. It's too much. Yeah. And, and maybe part of that creates stress on you and then you start, I don't know. Yeah. Again, like I said, I don't... We're going down a huge uh, totally. I mean, and, and to bring it back, the 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 chat today is what is the real cost of energy? And I my mind goes right to the matrix. Yeah, we are the real cost of energy. Yeah. Our lives. Yes. Our time. Yes. You know, not to not to get again. I mean, we keep saying the word deep, but in the matrix, humans are powering the world, and that's effectively we are the cost. Whatever that looks like to you. Yeah. That, yeah. Definitely. And. Uh, I mean, the first thing you need to do is look at how you're spending your energy and your time. Yeah. And you need to make intentional choices about that. And I would suggest use less energy as much as you can. Um, and then go out and buy solar panels yeah, and all yeah. that stuff, right? Um, well, that's the thing. You use less energy, you know, you need less solar panels. And not saying like, hey, buy less solar panels from Shift, right. but we'll get more projects. Guaranteed, because all of a sudden solar is more affordable. That's right. You don't need thirty thousand dollars anymore. You just need, <clears throat> excuse me, fifteen. Yeah. Because you're using less energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought that was a great conversation. We'll see what everybody else thinks. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave your comments, like, subscribe, check it all out. Uh, this is the Solar PV Cast. We did touch on solar a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks, Chris. The Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.